to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, guys, I'm back in the closet to record another episode of The Last Gen Podcast. What's up, everybody? I hope you're doing great today. I hope today is a great day for you. My name is Alex Iaquinto. I'm your host today for The Last Gen Podcast on behalf of Miracle Word Ministries. If this is your first time listening, I want to greet you. If this is, if you're a repeat offender and you listen all the time, I want to welcome you back. I'm very glad to have you in the studio, also known as my closet. It's great to have the last Jenners on here. Is that is that what we're doing now? Is that is that what we're calling each other? The last Jenners? Ev- Evangelist Preston tried to coin that last week. I want to know what you guys think. Should we be called the last Jenners? I mean... I think it lacks some cool factor, but it's got a nice ring to it. The last Jenners. Let me know. But it's great to be back with you. And I'm excited about today. Right now, it is 10.45 p.m. And uh, just got back from a great weekend. Um, Just drove in from Pennsylvania. We hit a bunch of places, actually. We hit... First of all, we hit Allentown because we just got back from the Miracle Word Homecoming weekend. It was a great, great weekend. I wasn't able to be there for the Friday night revival service, and I'm having FOMO, fear of missing out. But it's okay. We, we got to make it for the banquet, and it was so great to see the Victory Tribe. If you're part of the Victory Tribe, I heard a lot of, pe- I heard a lot of people like say that they listened to the last gen podcast that told me that at the banquet that I had no idea like adults think about that kids children there's adults listening that's crazy well welcome adults you're you're welcome here but it it was great it was great to be with everyone and and see your faces i feel like i was am not good at putting Instagram usernames to faces. Like, oh my gosh, you're a real person. Yes, they're a real person. They're not just some Chinese Instagram account. But it was, it was, it, it really was great. And, um, if you don't know what the Victory Tribe is, by the way, if this is your first time listening and you're like, what the H is the Victory Tribe? The Victory Tribe is the family of Miracle Word Ministries. It's what we are. It's a tribe. It's the victory tribe. And we last Jenners are just a, I can't even, we last Jenners are just a branch of the victory tribe. All one big happy family. It's, but, but I say it every week and it's true. It's great to be a part of something with people in it that are like you. I even had a question today. Someone wrote into me like, 
I, I don't have any godly friends and I just don't know. Like all the, all the Christians in my school or all the Christians in my church are lukewarm and I just want to get with on fire friends. If you don't have on fire friends, first of all, the Lord will bring that into your life. But second of all, you know, if you're, if you're at that point in life right now in high school and middle school, engage with us. That's like the purpose of what we're doing. Engage with us. Listen every week. Respond. You know, it's it's really a family. And and you know, it's great it's great to be with like-minded people. To build each up build each other up as iron sharpens iron. So yeah. So we went from Allentown for the Miracle Word Homecoming weekend to in the, in the span of three days, Allentown to Scranton, right outside of Scranton, that's Honesdale, PA, where um, Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth, my uncle's cousin, like the loosest relationship, you know, being related, you could possibly have. But um, he was, he, they're doing a miracle tour right now. Him and Evangelist Joseph Achanya are doing a miracle tour and they're going around to a bunch of different cities every night and and just for people that that need miracles and need to be prayed for. So we we, we hit that place in in Scranton and then last night we hit man, Scranton to Lancaster. Scranton to Lancaster. And Lancaster last night was amazing. I mean the 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 amount of miracles and then the like the craziness of the miracles were insane. And it's not like I've never seen a miracle before, but it's, you know, just being in a room where you're just seeing people who doctors have given up on, who everyone's given up on, and their life just turns around in a matter of seconds. Watching that does something for you. It, you know, that's, that's irreplaceable. That's invaluable. Actually, we're going to get into that we're going to get into that. I would encourage that you would stick around. I'll tell you some of the testimonies that I saw with my own two eyes. You can't talk someone out of it. You can't talk someone out of a miracle that they've experienced and then seen with their own two eyes. And not not like real miracles. And it was great. Great, great weekend. And now we're back in Virginia Beach. It's 10.50 p.m. Let's get into this. You've seen the title. It's how to increase your faith and skip levels. How to increase your faith and skip levels. This is the thing that I wish young people would get. You know, and I could say that about everything in the the Bible, but like what I'm about to share with you today will help you in every area. So it's not like it's just going to build your faith in, in for, for finances like we have been last week and the week before. If you haven't seen last week's episode with Evangelist Preston, go check that out. If you haven't seen the week before that I talked, we, we both are, we're covering prosperity at different angles, but they were, they were great. And definitely check out Evangelist Preston's. It was phenomenal. But it's not like just one topic. Like I wish, I wish that that young people would get healing or I wish that young people would get faith. But this is a thing that once you get, 
it helps you in every single area of life. It's like the broad, like, umbrella that will, you know, it's like Pastor Adeboye talks about the master key being holiness. And I, you know, I believe that the master key is holiness. But like, just like there's a master key, I, I almost feel like it's that. Where if you get what we're about to talk about today, it unlocks every single door in your life. And I built that up, you know, pretty high, so I, I better deliver. So so stick around, and we're, we're going to get into something really great, something that I care about greatly, and that's impacted my life. You know, it, I, I hold this dear, dear to me because I can even look back and see, like, in my own life, how this is like, you know, how this has changed my life, how I've seen that without getting it, I'm going to get into it now, how to increase your faith and skip levels. You know, a lot of times when people talk about, a lot of times when people talk about their future, they, they put it off in like a oh, you know, who knows what the future is going to be like. My future is just in God's hands and whatever happens is God's will and God just takes it. God's in control. I'm going to break someone's theology today. God's not in control like you think he's in control. I hear that all the time. Well, you know, God's in control. He'll do whatever he wants. And it's basically saying whatever happens is the will of God and whatever the will of God is, is going to happen, which is false. It's so not true. And it and it produces people that don't produce fruit. So people talk about their future like, oh, my future's in God's hands. No, your future is not in God's hands. I want you to write this down. My future is not in God's hands. My future is in my hands. And people are like, wait, what? No, no, you have to understand this. God has done everything that he's going to do. Now it's on my end. It's my part to access the things that he's already purchased for me. Think about it like this. Does Jesus have to get crucified every single day for people to get saved? No, he got crucified 2,000 years ago, took the sins of the world upon his own body, and now people that believe on him, you just access it. So Jesus doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to die every day and die every second, every time someone wants to receive salvation. Same thing with healing. He doesn't take stripes on his back continually. He paid for it 2,000 years ago. Now it's up to me to access it. It's not up to God. It's not up to God. It's up to you. I want to bring out this first verse. It's Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Today I've given you a choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Who? You. The choice that you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. That's God talking. He said, I'm setting before you life and death, blessings and curses. I want you to choose life. But does that mean that everyone's going to choose life? No, because it's up to you. 
So your future as a believer, being a young person, it's important to switch your mindset from, oh, you know, whatever happens in my future, I'm just going to accept because it's the will of God or, or like, like some, because people try to make it like ethereal and like some mystical thing, like God's just pulling strings. Really, it's up to you where you end up. I always like to think about it like this. God has put things in place so that I can decide how far I go. Man, that's powerful. I decide how far I go in God. Not God sovereignly choosing this person's going to be mighty in the kingdom and this person is going to be weak. That's not how it works. He gives every person the opportunity to be great. But as you can see, you know, people say all the, you know, the ground is level at the cross. That's true. I heard, I heard a preacher say, yes, the ground is level at the cross, but after then it becomes so not level, which is like, you know, because you can look at one person and see that he's not at the same level as another person. Not every Christian is at the same level. And it's evident. People want to make it, you know, make you think that like, oh, we're just all the same. We're not all the same. And it's not because God sovereignly chose someone to have more faith and someone else to have no faith. It's because one person put into practice the word of God and the other person didn't. So before we get into this topic of how to increase your faith and skip levels, I want to break that mentality that that God has fixed your salary, so to speak. That you're only going to get this high and no higher. Or, you know, I'm, I wasn't called to be a preacher, so I'm, I'm never going to have that much faith. You know, I'll just stay down at this level. That's, what God, that's where God wants me. I want to break that. It's up to you. It's a daily decision. Man, how far do I want to go in God? How deep do I want to take my relationship with God? He lets you choose. That's amazing. That's amazing. So God's not in control like you think he is. He's done everything he's going to do. He's purchased everything he's going to purchase. And it's up to you to find out how to access it from the word of God and then access it and see how high you go. And then you can be great in your generation you can, you can have great faith by your will. It's up to you. It's up to you. So write that down. My future is not in God's hands. My future is in my hands. So we're talking about increasing faith. And I get messages about this a lot. About maybe someone who I haven't talked to in a while. Maybe it's been a while since I've talked to them and they might have DM me on Instagram and they say like, hey, I'm just watching like all that you're doing and I want to say that's awesome and and I just I just want to know like I've seen how deep your relationship is with God and I see how far you've gone. Not saying that that, you know, myself, I've gotten so far that I'm I'm not saying that. But. They say, like, I want to have, I want to get deeper into the things of God. I want to have greater faith. 
And they tell me that, like, how do you do that? How do you, how do you get further? How do you do that, those things? And I always tell them the same thing. It's the same answer. I mean, it's the same answer every time. Well, how do you increase your faith? Or how, how do you get farth- further in God? I always tell them the same thing. I want to take you to a place in scripture where the disciples were asking that same question. They were asking Jesus. Go to Luke, Luke chapter 17. Luke 17. And verse 5. Luke 17, 5 and 6. The apostles said to the Lord, that's Jesus. The apostles said, increase our faith. And the Lord said, Jesus said, if you had faith, like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Let's go over the situation in our heads. The disciples are saying to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. You know why? They seen Jesus' faith, and they want to operate like him. They saw Jesus raise the dead. They saw him cast out demons, cleanse the leper, heal the blind. So they saw Jesus like crazy faith. And they said to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. They were probably expecting Jesus to lay his hands on them and say, pow, now you have amazing faith like I do. They were probably expecting that. But what does Jesus do? He completely disregards the question and doesn't answer it at all. (laughs) I mean, it's funny. They say, Lord, increase our faith. And he says... He completely end arounds the question. He says, if you had faith, the grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and cast it in the sea and it would obey you. And there's so many people who want their faith to increase. They want to do these amazing things for God. They want to do the things that they saw their pastor do. They want to lay hands on, they want to have great faith. And they're, they're wasting time asking God, Lord, just increase my faith. Just increase my faith. Listen, faith does not come by prayer. There's no prayer you can pray that increases your faith. Faith does not come by seeing other people be great in faith. Faith only comes by one way. Faith doesn't come by fasting. Faith doesn't come by praying. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So don't ask God for more faith. Like I said before, he's placed it in front of you. I wish that you'd have great faith. Now choose it. And how do you choose it? hearing by the word of God. So when people ask me that question, I just want to get deeper in, into God like you do. And when people say that and they say, how do I, how do I cultivate my relationship with the Lord greater and do and go deeper? I always tell them the same thing. And this is going to be practical. I'm not going to say like get in the secret place. I'm saying like, this is a practical thing that you can do right now. And you are actually doing right now and you don't even notice it. You're doing this thing right now, and it increases faith. 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what I always tell them, listen to anointed teaching and preaching every single time. Well, you just want greater faith. Listen to anointed teaching and preaching. This is the one thing that has helped me so much in life. So much in life. Because instead of struggling your entire life, you can listen to great men and women of God that have gone before you, done the things that you want to do, and receive it that way. Listen to anointed teaching and preaching. You're listening to the word of God right now, and it builds faith. And it's up to you to do it. I, I always, I am so thankful. You know, and even going to the, the banquet this weekend and seeing the Victory Job, every time I, I go and see my, my uncle and aunt, Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. and, and Karen, Carolyn Shuttlesworth, every time I go, I just, I'm so thankful that I, that I am able. And, and by the way, it, I'm not special. And every single person is able that I'm able to listen to the the anointed preaching of the word and receive faith cuz I don't I don't have to bang my head against a wall you know I just want more faith I just want more faith I just want it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so it's up to you God's not going to just drop a faith bomb from heaven now you got the most faith no he's given it to you and it's up to you And if you don't do it, if you don't employ these things, you'll never have what God said you're going to have. And it's not God's fault. It's your fault. If I, if I never listen to preaching and teaching, never listen to the Bible, and my life is a mess, whose fault would that be? I can't blame God. It would be my fault. He wants me to choose. Life. He wants me to choose blessing, but he's not going to make me. What do you think? God is a, like a puppeteer and just pulling strings in heaven. He doesn't do that for salvation. If people want to go to hell, they're free to go to hell. If people don't want to have faith, they're free to not have any faith. If people don't want to hear the word of God, they're free not to. But that's not us, obviously. You're listening to this broadcast or this podcast because you're hungry. And that's the thing that's going to propel you in life. It was John G. Lake that said, spiritual hunger, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, spiritual hunger is the greatest characteristic to have. Spiritual hunger is the greatest characteristic to have. I agree. If I could impart something to someone just, just like that, it would be a hunger for God. Because when you're hungry, you do crazy things. When you're hungry for something, you'll do anything to get there and to get it. And it's, it's the same thing. People also ask me, why do you, and I just did this past weekend. Why do you, why, why does it seem like you're always driving to church meetings? 
because it's true. If there's a revival meeting within a six hour radius, I'm doing my best to get there. Why? So I can just like say that I've been to church a lot? No, because I understand that there's, you know, I want to increase in life. Here, I'll, I'll read you what I posted on Instagram as like a better, more thought out answer. <laughs> it's hard to put it into words, but you know, that's kind of what we're trying to do today. I said, and when people ask me why I'm always traveling to go to church meetings, you know, because people, people who aren't saved see like, you know, you're on the road again. People ask me like, why are you going to another church? I said, and when people ask me why I'm always traveling to go to church meetings, this is why. Sitting under the anointing and watching miracles happen with your own eyes is inval- invaluable. I don't want to just be another soy latte sipping, tunic t-shirt wearing preacher who gives intelligent speeches. And because I'm hungry for something, I, I go at great lengths to go, go and get it. If you'll get hungry for God, that is the thing that's going to propel you into increase. It's going to propel you into crazy faith. It's going to propel you into victory because when someone gets hungry for something, they'll stop at nothing to get it. And when you're hungry for God, he'll never let you down. The expectation of the righteous will never be cut off. So when you're hungry for God and you said in your heart, like, I just, I want to be where God's at. I want to sit in his presence. I want to hear the word. I want to always hear preaching. I want to always feel the anointing. When you set that in your heart, there's no limit to how high you'll go. It's so true. And yet so many people, you know, they just want to have it zapped onto them. Like the, like the apostles, Lord, give us more faith. They wanted them to just go, bam, you have it. No, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to do the things that God's told you to do. So what is hearing by the word of God? It's listening, hearing, listening to preaching of the word, which you're doing right now. And this is very practical advice. What I will do every day, and I would like you to do this. I mean, and this isn't just my trick. This is what, what great men of God do. And you don't have to be a preacher. Everyone's called to increase in faith. Everyone's called to go higher and higher. What I'll do every single day is, and I'm talking about aside from my devotional time, aside from reading the Bible, which we do every day, aside from setting aside time for prayer, which we do every day. But I also make sure that I'm constantly listening to the word. I'm constantly, there's like very rarely a day where I'm not listening to like a message, like where I'm not listening to a service, a message by an anointed preacher. It's invaluable. Keep your your spirit fed. And what's funny about the spirit, your spirit is that usually when you're hungry and you eat, you become less hungry and you're not hungry anymore. 
But with spiritual things, the more you eat, the hungrier you get. So you could say, well, that's great, but I don't, I'm not even hungry. I, I don't even want to listen to messages sometimes. Put your flesh under, listen to, to preaching, get in your word, get into prayer. Don't, don't care about what your flesh wants. And then you'll see how much you're, you're becoming hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. And then suddenly you do want to listen. You do want to go back to church and you're eager to hear the word of God. And, you, and you'll drive six hours to a revival meeting to sit in the anointing. Just like John G. Lake said, hunger is the greatest characteristic a believer can have. Because when you're hungry for something, you're going to go get it. Man. And I'm so, I'm so, I'm think, ah, just thinking about it. I'm so grateful that we have anointed men of God in our lifetime. You know, I'm not talking about like, oh, in revivals past, there was great men of God. And, you know, they, they had so much faith, but I guess we don't live there. Or I guess we don't live then. No, there's great men of God in our generation. Listen to them. Receive what they have to say. I'm so grateful for Miracle Word Ministries. You know, they played a video of like the last year. And it and I don't I don't cry. Like I don't I don't cry. You know, there's some it, it almost makes me wonder why people cry all the time when they're happy. Usually when I'm happy, I don't cry. I laugh or smile. You know, I I don't ever feel like crying when I'm happy. But when I was watching just the the increase and where God's taken Miracle Word Ministries and my uncle and aunt and just, just I'm just so thankful to the Lord. And I and I'm not I'm not saying this to get brownie points, whatever. I say this to God every day. I'm so thankful for them. I'm so thankful for their lives. Because while everyone else is backing off of the faith message, they're pressing forward. While everyone else is talking about fear, they're preaching faith. When everyone else is preaching something and doing something else, they're doing what they preach. And I'm thankful that we have great men of God in our generation. Listen to what they have to say. Put on a message every day. Watch how your life changes after you are constantly feeding your spirit. After you're constantly like, you're putting your flesh under and you're constantly in the presence of God. What will that do for you? That'll do amazing things for you. And there's, there's, and there's a difference. There's a difference between anointed preaching and teaching and not anointed preaching and teaching. I want to make that very clear. There's a big difference. And I know today is not like a three point, three steps to do this. But I just, I, I just want to get this out of my spirit because just seeing, you know, I thank God every day. I thank God every day that he's allowed me to receive to receive impartation, 
to receive. It's hard to describe. I mean, it's hard to put into words. I'm so thankful. And there's a difference between just talking about the Bible and listening to anointed preaching and teaching. Paul said it like this. In 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, in chapter 2, in verse 4. Actually, let's read 2, 1 through 4. No, 1 through 5, my bad. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. Listen to this. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and in power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. There's so many people preaching and quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes here, preaching with zero anointing attached to it because they're making a speech. Paul said, I didn't come to you with lofty words. I didn't come to you with just some pre-canned speech where it takes 28 minutes sharp. I didn't come to you with a quick church service model. I didn't come to you with big words. I didn't come to you with nice sermon illustrations, but I came to you in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit. That's anointed preaching and teaching. You know how you'll know? Because when you get done listening to a message, you have to ask yourself, is my faith bigger? Am I believing for greater things? Or did the preacher take time to talk me out of the blessings of God? Do I feel the anointing on this? Do I feel like like David did when he said, I could leap over a troop? No, no, the other way around. I could leap over a wall and run through a troop. Do I feel empowered by this message? Do I feel the spirit of faith on this preacher? And it has to be anointed preaching and teaching. There's a huge difference, and you know the difference when you hear it. And I'm going to give you a list of people today because I don't want you to just go off thinking, oh, I should listen to preaching and teaching, but I don't know who. Listen, you've actually got, <laughs> you've got no excuse in this generation at all. You've got zero excuse. You don't have to buy cassette tapes. You don't have to scra- go through old records of this person preaching and find it in the archives. Let me give you a tip. YouTube. YouTube, 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 YouTube is your best friend for pretty much anything. Literally, go on to YouTube, type in, I'm going to give you some preachers, just listen, keep listening, go through it, keep listening, feed your spirit every day and see where God takes you from that. Yeah. 
in this generation, we pretty much we pretty much have zero excuse to not know anything. You have literally all I mean, you know, the Bible says you know all things. You have an anointing from the Holy One, you know all things. But you can literally learn about anything on YouTube, on Google. You know, it's like my uncle always talks about people come up to him. Oh, I'm not really good with computers. <laughs> and he says to him, oh, I thought you were filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, I am. The Holy Spirit teaches you all things. And you have unlimited resources, unlimited messages. You can go on YouTube and look up. A.A. Allen miracles and see a boy who is born without bones in his legs. A.A. Allen picks him up, starts praying for him, keeps preaching with him in his arms, carries him around, then sets him on his feet, which he had no bones in his legs, so it should have been like jello. Sets him on his feet, the boy starts walking. You can watch miracles like that at any time. Well, I just don't know how to get... I, I just I just wish I had... This is what people say. I just wish I had the faith like you did. People always try to make it seem like God, you know, had a special unpacking. Like, you know, like God had something special for this person, but not for you. God is no respecter of persons. So when people always say like, oh, I don't know how you got that faith, but, you know, I guess God uses you like that. I mean, that's that's great for you, but, you know, God doesn't really use me like that. That is not, that is a, that's a dumb thing to say. That is a very dumb thing to say. Because people make it seem like, oh, it was just immediate. Like, that was such a suddenly moment. People always say that. That was such a suddenly moment. When that miracle happened, or that was such a suddenly moment when that person, you know, it, it, he's so anointed. I could feel the presence of God on their body. Those miracles, that was such a suddenly moment. It's not that suddenly when you know, I mean, like, you don't know the hours and hours that person has pressed into prayer. You don't know the days and days and days on end that they haven't gone, they've they gone without eating because they were fasting. It doesn't just instantly happen. Just like I said before, it's not in God's hands. It's in your hands. So when people say like, oh, that was just a special, a special thing just for them. Do the things that they did and you can have what they have. It's re I always mess this word up. Replicable. It's replicable. You can do the same things that they did and get the same results. Think about this. Peter, so when Jesus was on the earth in his earthly ministry, he rose a girl from the dead. He sent people out of the room. He whispered in her ear, arise. And she arose. Peter, in the book of Acts, there was a girl who was dead. He sent people out of the room. He whispered in her ear and he said, arise. He did the same thing. He, think about that. He saw his master Jesus do it. And so he said, oh, he did it like this. Let me go do it like that. And it worked. There's a verse in the Bible. 
Hebrews 11, no, Hebrews 6, 12. Be imitators of those who by faith and patience have obtained the promises of God. Be imitators of those. Let me take you to another scripture that stirred me up. Let me make sure I have the right place. You know what? I do. This is what Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 14 through 16 or 14 through 15. Do not neglect the gift which you have received by... Uh, let me let me restart. That was that was garbage. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Think about that. Progress. And, and he said, how, how are you going to get progress? Immerse yourself in these things. Live it. Eat, sleep, and breathe the word of God. You know, I think it's funny. I'll look, you know, I'll look back on my life when I'm older and wonder how, like, why. But, you know, every night, and there's there's literally not a night that I that goes by without me doing. This is my nighttime routine. I'll get in, I'll, like, when I'm ready to go, to go to sleep, I'll get in bed. I'll put on an anointed message. And I'll go to sleep to preaching. And that's after I've already listened to two or three messages that day. So I go to sleep listening to preaching. And it's funny because like, you know, the preacher can be sh- like shouting like loud. And I'm telling you, God's going to bless. It's just like loud and I'm just like dozing off. My parents here, here in loud shouting voices, angry voices from my room at three in the morning. Why, why is it? Why do I do that? Because I place a high value on the anointing. Be like that. Get hungry. Start finding every opportunity you can to feel the anointing, to get into the anointing. Every time you switch classes in school, you have earbuds, you have AirPods. Every time you finished work in school and you've got nothing to do, instead of listening to music, instead of watching Netflix in school, instead of after school, you've done all your homework, whatever, just napping. Instead of that, press into God. Instead of all that, listen, listen to great men of God. Watch miracles on your phone. Because you take a person that does that every day of their life, Versus a person that that doesn't. And you look at them when they're older. You're going to tell the difference. And it's called impartation. It's called impartation. It's the key to skipping levels. Catch this. God does not want to start every generation off at at square one. God wants someone's ceiling to be your floor. What do I mean by that? Look at generations after generations. We'll take preachers, for example. 
Look at Smith Wigglesworth. Great man of God. Great man of God. Smith Wigglesworth, his spiritual son in the faith, was Lester Sumrall. Now, Lester Sumrall did not have to start off at square one. Because he received impartation from Smith Wigglesworth, he started off where Smith Wigglesworth ended up. So you can receive something from an older generation and run with that. It doesn't have to take you 40 years to receive revelation. A person, a man of God already has received revelation on it. Take it from them. An impartation is a huge thing in the kingdom of God. In Deuteronomy, at the end of Deuteronomy, speaking of Moses' death, so Joshua was the successor of Moses. So Moses led the people of Israel. He died and Joshua took over. This is what the Bible says at the end of Deuteronomy 34, verse 9. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So Joshua received something from Moses. Something that Moses had paid the price to receive, spent time with, pressed in to receive. Joshua received just by the laying on of hands. And that's one way of impartation. Another way is sitting under the teaching and preaching of men of God. That's why I'll drive six hours to a miracle service. Not because I can post it on Instagram, because I want what that person has. I want to be in the anointing and I want to be anointed. I want to be in a spirit of faith and I want to have the spirit of faith because when you get hungry for God you'll do crazy things so how do you increase your faith faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and how do you skip levels by impartation both of those things you can do and it's very practical very very practical Listen to anointed teaching and preaching. Listen to anointed teaching and preaching. It's the key, man. So important. And that's aside from reading the word and pressing in in prayer. Obviously, we do those things. But I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Not that I've gotten, and I don't want to ever say it like, like I've gotten somewhere in life. Like I've, you know, what, you know, whatever I'm, I'm saying, I don't want to know where I would be if I hadn't been in certain meetings or if I hadn't had that man of God lay hands on me, sat under my uncle's teaching. I don't even know. I, I don't want to, to think about how, you know. Because I know that I received something. In those years, I mean, 
I j- I thank God every day. I do. I don't take it for granted. And I'm not special. You you have the same things available. The same exact things available. We say, well, there's no one on fire. YouTube. YouTube. And I and I know I'm like and you're already doing it. You're already doing it. By by faithfully listening to the last gen podcast, you're already receiving. You're listening to the the word of God taught in faith, having your faith built up, listening to this in the background of whatever you're doing. That faith comes by hearing. You're hearing. I want I want to have just to hammer my point home. Let me show you a a representation in scripture of what that's like. In the book of Acts. Acts chapter 14, I believe. Acts chapter 4. Yep. Acts chapter 14. And start at verse 7. And they continued there to preach the gospel at Lystra. Now at Lystra, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. There's a crippled dude sitting. What was he doing? He listened to Paul speaking. So Paul's preaching, and in the congregation, there's a guy who had never walked in his life, crippled from birth. And Paul, looking at him intently and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he sprang, he sprang up and began walking. Wow. So what happened there? This man was sitting listening to Paul preaching. Now, we don't know what, what, what Paul was preaching exactly, but we have letter upon letter about what he preached. He preached faith. He preached that you have the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead, dwelling in your mortal body. Paul didn't preach defeat. He preached victory. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul preached victory. And when Paul was preaching the word of God, there was a man who needed what Paul had. There was a man who was crippled from birth. And the Bible says something interesting. Paul, looking at him, realizing that he had faith to be made well. Where where did he get that faith? Where did where did this man get that faith? There's only one place faith comes. Faith comes by hearing. So this man must have been listening to Paul preaching and saying, "Man, if that is true, what he's saying that I don't have to be crippled anymore." And by listening to the word of God, meditating on the word of God, sitting under the anointing, He received faith, and that faith made him well. And Paul saw that he had faith, and he said, get up and walk. And he walked. So it's the same way with you. Sitting under the anointing, sitting under the teaching and preaching of the word, you're constantly receiving faith, and that faith is going to manifest in you obtaining the blessings of God. I'll give you a, a current example. Like I said, I I just came back from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. In Lancaster, there was a man who had the last stages of COPD, which is a terrible disease. He was hooked up to 
two oxygen tanks in his nose, literally tied to the oxygen tanks. He was sitting there and Evangelist Joseph Achanya came up to him and he said, you're going to get healed tonight. And, you know, he just sat there and it looked like he was he was really like contemplating it. We find out later that his niece brought him. This man couldn't get off the he couldn't be off the breathing tubes or the oxygen tank in months and months and months. And that niece had never seen him walk without being impaired since she was a little girl. This this niece was like 20, 30. So, you know, he's sitting there and Evangelist Joseph says, you're going to get healed tonight. And, you know, he's just sitting there contemplating, you know, he, he kind of looked uneasy about it. But that's why he came. Because it was, it was announced it was a miracle service. And Evangelist Joseph said, you're going to get healed tonight. Do you believe that? And he kind of, kind of slowly shook his head. You know, he wasn't like, yes, I'm going to get healed. He was slowly shook his head. Yeah. And so Evangelist Joseph, he kept, he kept saying, you know, you're, you're going to be healed tonight. And he started praying over him. And he cursed the infirmity. He cursed the sickness. And so this man was just sitting in the same place. And he still had the breathing tubes in. He was still connected to the oxygen. And so Evangelist Joseph said, he said, listen, this guy was like four rows back. And he said, listen, I'm going to put you in the front. And he moved him up to the front. And he said, when you have faith, he said, I'm going to preach. And when you have faith to take out the oxygen tubes, take them out and you'll be healed. Now, if that happens and this man takes out the oxygen tubes and dies, uh, that's pretty bad. That's on him. So when Evangelist Joseph said that, you know, in the natural, that's crazy. This, this man should have died without the oxygen tubes. When Evangelist Joseph said that, you know, he could barely get back to preaching. He said, when you have faith to take out the oxygen tubes, I want you to take them out. This man didn't even wait. He grabbed for the, they were in his nostrils. He grabbed for the oxygen tubes and pulled them out and put them aside. And he stood up and he started walking. Then he started, and listen, before, if he would try to walk, even with the oxygen tubes in, he couldn't walk 10 feet. He said it later. He couldn't walk 10 feet without losing his breath, be hyperventilating and, you know, real problems. And so he took out the oxygen tubes of his own accord And he got up and he started walking. Then he started walking faster. Then he started walking faster. Then he could jump a little bit. And by the end of the night, this man was out, you know, completely off oxygen when he was in the last stages of COPD. He had, his kidneys were failing. They had done surgery upon surgery on him. And when Evangelist Joseph prayed for him, he said the pain left. But why was it that man could just have the faith to take out his breathing tubes. It was because the preacher preached faith into his spirit and he received it. Faith came by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's when the miracle happened. Just like in the book of Acts, this was literally what happened in Acts 14. There was a man with a sickness and the preacher realized this person could have faith to be made whole by the preaching that they just preached. And then the miracle happened.
Now imagine if you sat under that every single moment that you could, every second that you could, you were listening to the word of God being preached. You were listening. You were watching miracles. Where would you be at? Higher, not lower, higher. How do you increase your faith? Sit under anointed teaching and preaching. How do you skip levels? Get impartation. I felt that was, it's so important to talk about. Because if you get that, if you, if you get hungry, and, and you get this, that, and you start getting hungry for the things of God, then everything else is like, it comes natural. Because you eat what you're hungry for. And if you're not hungry, which, listen, this isn't you. I know you are hungry. You would not have been listening this long and just saying, well, I don't even believe anything he just said. Well, you've just wasted an hour of your life then. But I know that you, (laughs) we last geners are hungry for God. Please, Preston, please come up with a new name. That's going to be us. We're not going to be lukewarm. I won't let it happen. I will not let it happen. It's up to us. It's up to me. If I chose to to back off and stop pressing forward every day, stop pressing in, then that would be on me. It would be on me, not God. But that means we still have the choice to press forward and press forward and press in and more and more and more. And that's going to be us. God will never cap your increase. He's never going to say, all right, that's enough. Quit listening to so much faith. Or you're going to have too much faith. God likes it. Faith is the only thing that pleases God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So wouldn't you want to increase in that area? And I, I promised I would give you I would give you a list of people to listen to that I listen to and that, you know, great men of God, like the scripture, Hebrews 6.12, be followers of those who by faith and patience have obtained the promises of God. I'm not listening to someone who's never, you know, just has some cool quotable Instagram story quotes I want to listen to the anointing. Not just some cool, you know, what we need is not more ripped jeans. We need the actual anointing that's going to set people free. And when you sit under that, you receive from that. I'm going to give you a list off the top of my head. Take notes. And I'm going to start with the man of God who is... Help me beyond uh, how I can even express in words. Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Listen to everything he has on YouTube. Press in. The way he preaches. I know, I'm sure he's going to be on the last, you know, he will. He's going to be on the Last Gen Podcast soon. So, I mean... 
because you can tell like you, you can't you can't get in one of his meetings or anyone who I'm going to list after this you can't be in one of their meetings or listen to one of their messages on YouTube and say you know I feel worse than I st- than when I started no you know whatever you're facing in life once you listen to the word of God and realize you can have victory you don't feel worse you feel better you feel faith rise and evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. preaches faith like you know there's no unbelief peddling there's no sometimes God does and sometimes God doesn't no Miracles, signs, and wonders. Listen to people that have miracles, signs, and wonders. Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth Jr. Not Jr. Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. And I'm not going to comment on each one. We would be here forever. Kenneth E. Hagen, big one. Kenneth E. Hagen, Lester, Dr. Lester Sumrall. And I'll give you one more. Two more. Man, I was going to say three more, but that's too much. Actually, it's not. T.L. Osborne. Oral Roberts, A.A. Allen, I mean, I, I literally, Reinhard Bonnke, just trying to think if I'm going to kick myself for not mentioning someone else afterwards. I mean, start with that. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's thousands of videos on just Kenneth E. Hagen alone. Just listen to everything that you can. And I told you, I mean, listen, This today's episode was different. I didn't give you three points. It was kind of a, I just, I wish you would get this kind of thing. And I know you do. I mean, like, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to convince you. You know, you already are putting it into practice. But there's, listen to me. There's no, you, you've listened an hour so far. You're hungry. There's no limit to how far you can go. And how far I'm going to go. There's no limit. God likes when we press in. It pleases him. When we have hunger for the things of God. And no hunger for the things of the world. You'll find later. You'll find when when you start pressing in. The things of the world just look. They, an old song. They go strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. You and me are going to press in no matter what the cost, no matter, you know, stop at nothing. Be the crazy kind of person that's going to do whatever they can to sit under the anointing. Paul said, fan into flames the gift of God that came into you when I laid my hands on you. Start seeking impartation. 
If any of those preachers that, that are alive that I just mentioned are in your area, do what you can to get in the meetings. Because there's me- meetings like that, you'll never regret it. I can, I, I mean, like, I can point back years and years and, and remember, oh, that was that meeting, and I remember this, and when this happened, that changed me, and this changed me, and, you know. And I thank God every day that he allows me, that even allows me. I'm going to pray for you guys. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for every single person watching. Thank you for all the young people watching that are clearly hungry for you. Lord, your word says, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Lord, as they are hungry for your word, as they're hungry for the anointing, I pray that you would bless them. Lord, as, as, they're, as they listen to the word, I thank you already that faith is increased and it's increasing and that there's no level to where you'll take us. We want to grow deeper in the things of you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. It was a longer one today. And last time I... Listen. I know it was long. But thank you. If you listen to the end, thank you for listening to the end. I appreciate it. Let me know. If you watched, hit me up on Instagram. At Alex... A-L-E-X dot Iaquinto. I-A-Q-U-I-N-T-O. Let me know if you're watching. Let me know that you're part of the last Jenners. If you're a last Jenner, hit me up. Oh, that sounds like the Jenner family. Like Bruce. Oh, sorry, not Bruce. Formerly Bruce Jenner. Well... I've been on too long. I love you guys. I love you so much. Catch with catch you catch you guys. It's late. Catch you guys next week for the Last Gen Podcast. I love you. Check out all the latest episodes. Stay plugged in. Stay hungry for the things of God. I love you. We're only going higher in Jesus' name.